0: Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for listening in. This is your Psychic Christine. So as promised, I was going to do uh, an episode or a couple of episodes <clears throat> about some ghost stories. And my plan was to uh, for myself to do the first one, but I decided to let George come on board. He is a spiritualist from Connecticut. And he's going to be uh, sharing with us uh, one of his uh, ghostly encounters. So, George, tell everybody hi.
1: Hi, everybody. Thank you, Chris, for inviting me on your show. It's great to be here.
0: Okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, um, I'm a spiritualist from Connecticut. Um, I've been practicing here in Connecticut for 20 years. And uh, I'm also an author and an advocate. Um, I consider myself uh, somewhat of an expert on the spirit. So, and i and that's it, really.
0: Okay, well that's pretty good, nice resume. So, okay, so let's get into your ghost story, George. Tell us what happened to you.
1: All right, well, should give you a little bit of background first, um, We summered a lot in Lake George. My family had uh, some shops over there, and we spent a lot of summers there. But we lived primarily in New Jersey, and uh, I lived with my grandparents and my father. We all lived together in this house that I basically grew up in all, you know, all my life. I was not afraid of the house or anything. It was old and creepy, but it never scared me because obviously I grew up there. Now. My grandmother was a spiritualist, and we came from a very spiritual, superstitious family. So, you know, dream interpretation or heightened intuition was not an alien to me. That was not an alien thing. But ghosts were rarely talked about. It's something we've seen in the movies, okay? But intuitiveness and spirituality was very present in my home. So we were spending the summer up in Lake George, and for some reason, my grandfather and I had to return home to check on the house, I guess, you know, pay some utility bills. And it was just me and him. So we drove back, a five-hour drive, and we got back in the yard. We had a dog, a family dog named Lucky that was being trained at the time that was in our yard. So when a dog is being trained, a German Shepherd, Uh, For that few weeks, the dog, you really should, you know, be really gentle with the dog because it could attack you. It's basically the, you know, like basic training for a soldier. So it's temperamental. So my grandfather didn't want me to go next to the dog. So we got in and we got ready for bed, but he asked me not to sleep on the second floor because, you know, he was worried about the dog being so temperamental and the dog was gonna stay out all night in our yard, which was to not. So I said, All right, not a problem. I you know, got my place under the living room couch and, you know, set up a bed and I turned the T V around that was facing their bedroom and I started watching T V while my grandfather went off to sleep. Well lo and behold, Lucky, who was the dog's name, was barking like crazy on the outside. You know, now we live in North New Jersey, so it
0: wasn't the safest neighborhood. And this is why my grandfather wanted me to right. stop there. Because it wasn't, a, you know, wasn't the safest
1: neighborhood, to say the least. So I got up a few times and I looked out the kitchen window, which gave me a view of the yard. to See, you know, if the dog was okay, but it was really, really, you know, out of sorts. The dog was chasing out the tail, it kept barking. Scratching into the ground, it really, really looks like the dog is going crazy. That it would be crying and then barking. So I knew I couldn't go out there because obviously, for the obvious reasons. And I didn't. And I debated whether I should wake up my grandfather. Now, on the second floor of our home, it had an elevated view of the yard. So my my thinking was there was probably there was probably maybe a break in or something. And if I run up to the second floor bathroom window, I can have an elevated view of the art. Following me, Chris? I'm following. OK. Um, so as a kid, you know, you don't think of these things. You say, OK, I'll just go upstairs. So I, so I ran up the stairs, and I reached the first platform. And I glanced up to see the second floor. And what I see is a vision. I see somebody. I just see eyes.
0: So like a, a shadow, a shadowy figure, in. but all you can see they is the in. eyes. Yeah, all I see is eyes. Now, it was primarily
1: a minority neighborhood with a lot of African-American Latinos, so I assume it was someone from the
0: neighborhood, some criminal. broken in. in, right. But, but he is literally
1: in feet, maybe 10, 12 feet from me. Oh, my God. backwards. Yeah, fall backwards, but he's on the second floor and I'm on the platform, if that makes any sense. I fall back and I'm staring at this guy. He's staring right at me. And Chris, I was fighting inside myself to move, but my body would not move. But internally, I was fighting like I was in a wrestling match just to move a pinky
0: finger. Yeah, I, I that happens when there's a, an encounter with a ghost. People become paralyzed.
1: Right, well, I, I didn't know this. Like, you know, like stuck, I you,
0: you were so can't much. even scream.
1: I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. So, you know, I guess whoever it was got terrified and ran towards the window, the back window, of the second floor. That's when I regained my strength. I immediately ran to my grandfather. Now, I think it's important to mention that my grandfather was hard of hearing. He wore a hearing aid, okay? So I ran up to my grandfather and I immediately grabbed him while he was in bed. And to my surprise, which I didn't notice until minutes later, is that he was soaking wet. Now, it was summertime, but it wasn't that hot be that soaking wet drenched in sweat, sweat
0: right Drenched, drenched in sweat so i got him up and i'm trying to talk to him but
1: he really can't hear him i'm thinking somebody in the house and i knew my grandfather carried a firearm don't ask me if it was a legal firearm or not because I
0: don't <laughs> <was>. <laughs> well back in those days probably not but go ahead
1: <laughs> I was, okay. so i i i uh, i got him and he didn't get startled to my surprise he said what did you see not who's in the house or just is everything okay what did you see and i just explained to him i said grandpa i believe there's somebody in the house there's somebody upstairs i've seen somebody upstairs but he couldn't really hear me so i'm thinking at this time you know he's kind of old he lived his life i should just run uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay
1: oh my lord early it was
0: a, it know? was pretty rough yeah it's rough I mean, now but it was worse I mean, then okay
1: it's rough now, but then this is only a few years after
0: the riots. right
1: and the city was on a major decline you know I couldn't go to the store without my brother going with me they would let me we'd have to travel with Paris you it's know, kind of like Mexico City today right so it's like that. It was like
0: that. So, so basically me, you're you know, saying that he knew that something, a ghost, was in the house out. before. Okay. You're, okay. Right. Right. I, well, you're thinking somebody broke me. in. Yeah. He, he knows it's some kind of ghost. Okay. Some
1: kind of spirit of some sort. Now, my grandmother, because she was a spiritualist, uh, she had an altar. In every home we had, you know, growing up, there was always an altar. Statues and candles and frankincense.
0: Saints, friends, right. And,
1: you know, all kinds of spiritual um, tools. Right. So he gets puts his hearing aid on and he says, Tell me what you see. So I explained to him, I said, Grandpa, there's somebody in the house. I seen somebody upstairs. The dog was barking outside. I told the story. And they said, All right, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. And and I'm like, what? So then he puts on his like kind of like sleeping jacket. And my grandfather carried a cane, so he got his cane. He says, "Stay beside me." So I think we're going towards the stairs. He needs to go upstairs, but lo and behold, now he's not telling me nothing, which is causing me more confusion to think that this man is just insane or what's happening, you know. But my grandfather was very authoritarian, and when he told you something, you just did it. He was, it was right. not a type of authority. Right. Right. Okay? So even though I wanted to run and leave him, I I would face the consequences later, and I didn't want to do that. Right. I'll I'll deal with the ghost. I don't want to deal with him.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So he goes to my grandmother's altar and pulls out pure
1: frankincense. And he pulls out pure frankincense, and he lights it in this, like, metal spoon. And he lights it up, and he starts going all around the house. Now, really, I'm following him like a tale. And now I realize, yeah, I'm not that young to realize that he believes that there's something going
0: on, right? Right, right. Because he never now went upstairs think, to check, either. He just went straight right. to the altar, right? Right,
1: right. So I'm really believing that he believes it now. And in a way, Christine, I'm hoping that he's right because I really don't want nobody to out.
0: <laughs> oh my god we don't know which one is worse the burglar or a ghost okay
1: this is really a minute after just a minute after so he does all that and he says some um words in my in my neighbor's tongue my native language and he goes all around the house many cursing
0: basically Teachers, cursing yeah. am I right okay
1: Yeah no I, I want it to about be cursing, said
0: so people can know what cursing, to do
1: yeah. he was swearing like I, I heard him swear from time to time but not like this he was swearing at whatever was in the house and demanding it to leave okay and, and uh, not welcome here. And uh, he was naming a person Christine, but I don't want to lie to your viewers. I don't know who the person. So he told me to get now uh, after he finished. Uh, so
0: are you off, saying now. that he knew who the ghost was?
1: Yes. yes. Ah. I mean, was, okay. Uh, he, right. He was saying the name, but he was saying it in my native language. You know, we have weird names from Eastern Europe. Okay. So, so he told me to go in his bed and sleep. Stay off and not to be afraid and don't worry about it. Okay. Don't hmm. put on the television, all that. Don't go near the stairs. Don't go near the stairs. Okay. Okay. To be honest, I, I did fall asleep. I really did fall asleep. The next morning, he over me. I was like, "What was that all about?" And he was telling me. He said, "He said, George, years ago, I had a a job, and I went with this friend of mine. We were friends." We worked in the same industry. I was a young man. And we had an argument. So I didn't go to work that day. He went to work that day. And he got hit by a car. Uh. And I I said, okay. And he said, that's who you see. He's angry with me. And your uncle Larry was in the dream. And he was arguing for me. Now I remember. Uh. Uh, He was arguing for me.
0: So it's um, like the spirit was stuck at that time. Okay. Right. And
1: he said, we fought in the dream so much. And I said to him, Grandpa, when I woke you up, you were full of sweat. And he said, yes, we were arguing in the dream. And I was afraid. I was afraid because I knew I was dreaming. I knew he was gone. I knew you were in the house. And, and... And then we just had coffee, and I was just amazed, and I'm thinking, you know, as a kid, you don't really realize, is this true? Is this not
0: true? No, That's it's very, it's, yeah, as a kid, you don't know, but as an adult and, and doing the kind of work that we do, we Ooh, actually right. become more familiar.
1: So, I kind of forgot about it after a few days. He we went back to Lake George, and obviously, he shared it with my grandmother, because I never did. You know, I started going back to Washington, because he was big at the time, right. you know, and I'm in my
0: life so right and then my grandmother asked me she said so
1: suddenly which i never told my grandfather what happened to me when i saw whatever it was she says, george i want to ask you something and she said in my language a word that i didn't understand did, did, did the spirit do this to you and she said a word and the word is and i'm like i don't recognize the word i said i i don't know what that means and then she goes oh i forgot you don't speak our language did the ghost paralyze you? And Christine, that's when I realized that that wasn't a breaking, that that was a spirit, that was that that gentleman. That you know, it, that, that, that that too many coincidences can't be in a row. I never told Grandpa that, that I was paralyzed with fear.
0: So basically, so so many decades later. Uh, well, it was a, a sudden death. Which they say that the spirits are not at at rest uh, when that happens, right. when it's a violent or a sudden death, unexpected. And. Or
1: purpose. Builds, that's what my grandmother shared with me how ghosts are rare, they exist. You know, we often use a joke in my industry that, in our industry, Christine, that. Ghosts are like the Powerball. It happens, but it's extremely rare.
0: It's rare, but it does. But you'd be surprised how many people have similar experiences of, you know, not always the same story, of course, but have had uh, uh, ghost encounters and experiences like this. And most of the people that it happens to do get into a, a paralyzed state. But the thing that I find interesting.
1: I think every every story I heard after that like every story i've heard
0: yeah that's I'm always there. a part yeah. of it the and it, and they say that that ghost does that to people it it paralyzes you to st- to so that you won't be able to do anything uh like run i guess or whatever but the thing that stands out to me in your story is how the spirit seems so locked into that time and still was bearing that grudge on your grandfather, uh, I guess it sounds to me like there was some unfinished business there. Obviously, so. <laughs> well,
1: that's funny you say that, Christine, because that's exactly what my grandmother said. Unfinished my grandmother business. Said that the reason why he's still around and sent into the love of God is because that he he went away before his time, way before his time, and. He carried a lot of anger and resentment and cannot cross over to the light when you carry such anger and resentment. And he didn't, and, and, and some of that anger and resentment was towards my grandfather. Because I guess he felt that if my grandfather was with him or they were together, that probably wouldn't have happened. And to think about right. it, I think my remember Grandpa said it probably wouldn't have
0: right but but i'm sure that that spirit did go into the light once frankincense was used so that that does happen because that's what the frankincense does help to do and rid the home of any uh ghost or evil spirits demons so there's definitely and we'll go over that in my next podcast that there is well, a difference between works, ghost and, and demons okay, we, yeah i
1: Ever anything after that ever, yeah.
0: Okay, because that's yeah. what happened. Well, thank you so much, George, for the story. We really appreciate it, and we do look forward to uh doing another podcast with you. Thank you so much.
1: Sounds fun, Christine. Enjoy, and thank you to your listeners.
0: Thank you, thank you again. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, everybody, so this was a story with George. Uh, This is episode 82. We're going to do some ghost stories, and if you have any, please feel free to email me your story or DM. My email is psychicreadingexpert at gmail.com, or you can DM me on uh, Instagram at psychicreadingexpert. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much.